When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Packmaster, Ralph Toy Basham, MD. Andy Brand Bernard. Melissa Bernard. And no Catherine because she is a bum. That's all I'm saying. She's a bum. <laughs> derelict. We'll be right back. Yeah, derelict. Uh, we'll be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Do, 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 do. Rock out, man. Or not rock out. Whatever works. Is Kristen with us? Yep. I'm Kristen Bird, how are you? What's the buzz? What's the buzz? Yesterday was a big day between the Harvey Weinstein what? trial and the Kobe Bryant memorial. A lot was happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, did you ever have to deal with Harvey Weinstein? I interviewed him uh, during an Oscar cycle, and I think I've talked about this before. I have a, a really. It's, it's funny to look back on the photo now. At the time, I put the photo, I think, on Facebook or something, and I was like, I made Harvey laugh, because everyone knew he was big and scary. Um, but I look back on it now, just in light of what we know, and uh, I think of how much bigger he is than me and how he's towering over me and how scary that probably yeah. was for many of the women. It's interesting how a photo right. has a different perception. I will give you the bad news for me about it, what I just found out yesterday. Kristen, and I'm crushed. I want you to know that. Do you have a picture of Harvey Weinstein in front of you? Do I have a photo of him? Yes. Look, you do. Okay. Yes. Look at that photo, and I'm about to tell you something. Uh-oh. First of all, I thought he was in his 80s. I really did. Looking at him, I thought he was in his 80s. He, he, he looks really old. Does he look that old in person? No, in fact, um, I'm thinking that the last year or so has really taken a toll on him because now he's hunched over, mm -hmm. he's had that back issue, he had surgery, 
he looks mm-hmm. it, it looks like it aged him a hundred years over the last couple of years with everything that went on. Okay, the reason I'm asking that is that uh, Harvey Weinstein, I found out yesterday, is a year younger than me. What the hell? That's all I'm saying. Don't you feel, like, you strong it? and young now after looking at that photo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He looks like he's 85 years old. And right. I always thought he did look old. He looks um, weak. That's what he looks like to me. Yeah, Where he does. Yeah, he does. I look at the old photo I have with him. And he looks strong because he's powerful and everyone wants to talk to him. And all of a sudden, you look at this photo now and he's like hunched over a walker and he just looks weak. Yeah, but isn't that the age-old, like, trick is to roll into the courtroom in a wheelchair looking like you couldn't possibly hurt anyone? Sure, Bill Cosby did the same exact thing. Yep. It's a, it yep. is a, a legal yep. tactic, I think. But at the same time, he does look weak. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't care. I don't care if he goes to jail looking weak, <laughs> you know? Uh, Go to jail. Have fun. How tall is he? I'm going to say he was well over six feet, in my opinion. I don't know exactly how tall he is. Just I'm five three, um, and he's towering over me. And I was most likely in heels, so I was probably somewhere around five five, five six, with my heels on. Hmm. So now. How did it ever come about that nothing happened? I mean, how could he control himself around this stunningly beautiful Kristen Burt? <laughs> uh, what? It was a press line. It was a press line. I was not locked in a room alone with him, fortunately. Um, and he had to move Thank on God. to the reporter. So that, that was my fortunate uh, moment. That <laughs> I didn't have to deal with him alone. He's six feet. I just looked right. up. And she was giving six off feet, the okay. clear sense, no chance. No chance. I'm a big, yeah. Well, especially, I'm like, I'm going to laugh with you about, you know, the response you gave me to my question, but I'm not someone that likes to flirt with their interview um, yeah, subjects. Yeah, right. It's, I'm a big boundaries person. Um, obviously, not to say that any of the women that wound up in a room alone with him are at fault by any means, but um, no. even just sitting one-on-one in an interview, because I, I have a lot of friends who are reporters like, oh, I love to flirt with my subject. I'm like, I don't. Uh, it makes me yeah. uncomfortable. Well, and I understand why you wouldn't want to do that. What, what's what's the point? Of, I, maybe I don't understand. I, I've never really noticed that in interviews. You know, a woman interviewing a man or a gay guy interviewing a man. I've never I've never noticed that flirting aspect. What's the point of that? It's to either make them comfortable um, to be able to ask those questions besides throwing a softball question at them to mm. possibly be you know being like, so tell us about your love life, that kind of thing. And this is specifically, you know, entertainment-related, okay. where you do have to ask those personal questions a lot. Um, and I think some people find that it works really well. I find that it doesn't work well for me because it feels um, really inauthentic to, to who I am. So I don't do right, it. Um, right. And you could read, like, that's, I have no poker face. So that's, that's the big thing with me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm here to do right. the interview. You're not going to get my phone number. I'm not interested. Have a good day. <laughs> well, now, now you just said something that was fascinating to me. You said you could read. I, I didn't realize that you knew how to read. Did you grow up in Cuba with Castro because he taught people how to read? <laughs> Did you see that comment by Bernie? Is he Bernie Sanders mentally ill? <laughs> I I feel I don't know what is going on. I just sent a text oh. to my friend and I said I feel like everyone has gone insane in 2020 because I couldn't you know, agree more. Between, like. Between um, Biden saying that he's running for U.S. Senate to, like, Bernie yeah, making weird yeah. comments to Trump making weird comments. And, like, has everybody lost their minds? Because they I'm, have. Like, I'm starting to Google, like, what is it? How hard is it to move to Costa Rica as an American? <laughs> <laughs> well, get, get there before, well. before the exit tax kicks in. That's right. Yep. Can you even imagine some of this? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, the big, I'm looking for stories every time before we go on the air. I look for stories. The number one story on news sites right now, the fact that Jim Acosta from CNN and President Trump got into an argument. Who cares? <laughs> That's like what a I possibly You know what care? I mean? It's not a special day. Yeah. What, what do you expect from our president when he goes on a liberal media <laughs> he's edgy to begin with, I'm certain. And, he, you know, it would be like Rush Limbaugh going on there. They'd have an argument. They'd get into it. I mean, knock me over with a feather. I mean, just expect it. 
Well, here's the amazing thing. Jim Acosta said to the president, Mr. President, I think our record on delivering the truth is a lot better than yours sometimes, if you don't mind me saying. Trump then said, let me tell you about your record. Your record is so bad, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You have the worst record in the history of broadcasting. Acosta, I'm not ashamed of anything, and our organization is not ashamed. Jim, you got to admit, the news lies all the time. Not just CNN. News programs lie all the time. All the time. No, Tom, they, they tell false truths. Mm. Oh, false truth. That's what it is. <laughs> false truth. <laughs> it's a false truth. truth. They misdirect I watch, people. Yeah. yeah. They do, yes. They misdirect people, which is the same as lying, by the way. It's the exact same as lying. CNN lies. MSNBC lies. Fox lies. They all lie. Now, the one thing I I wanted to ask, because this came up on the morning show this morning, does CNN or MSNBC, because I watch all three of them. I watch Fox, CNN, MSNBC. I watch Newsmax, and I watch One America News. Uh, I think those are the five that I watch, you know, and I bounce around here to there. Does either CNN or MSNBC have uh, an extremely conservative person commenting on their news? I I don't know if they do or not. Do they? Anyone know? Uh, I know that they have in the past. Because um, I every once in a while you'll be like they're conservative pundit, but I honestly don't watch either of them at all mm-hmm. to know like who the names are and who the people are. But it would be silly of them not to have a conservative voice on their network. But I don't think they do because I, I was I was looking for it, and I asked other people and not nobody could name one. And the reason I bring it up is is I've had Juan Williams. Juan Williams has been on this show. He's been on my morning show. He's a very nice man. But he's super liberal, and he's on Fox, which is great. I like I like the fact that they have a talk between Juan Williams, let's say, and Jesse Waters on Fox. I wish they would do more of that on CNN and MSNBC, and just you know to get a little balance to it. Because otherwise, if it's just you, you're gonna lie, and that's just how it is. Yeah. Juan Williams is super liberal, but he's not communist liberal. Um, no, not, I mean he's not, not Kristen yeah. Burt, you know, yeah, like a communist. Right. Yeah, that's right. I wish. I went and voted yesterday for our primary, which is not until March 3rd, but I'm going to be out of town. So I voted. Um, I wish people could see my ballot. They would. <laughs> there is no communism at all on my ballot. <laughs> so I, it's, it's confusing me because I don't really know where this whole thing is headed. I don't see anybody in the middle. Who, do you, who would you consider the most, uh, um, I guess, middle frame of the Democrats that's running for president. Is there one that's kind of in the middle? Because I, I can't think of one. I mean, Biden's probably the closest to the middle, but I don't yeah, think yeah, probably moderate yeah. at this point. I mean, and I don't, at no. this point, it looks like Bernie is going to wind up with the, I, I know I'm calling the race ahead of, but I just feel like even in California, he's now leading. And um, four years ago, you know, there were like the Bernie bros that were like, really excited about him but there were a whole bunch of other democrats that were like nah i'm not really excited about bernie now everyone's on board with bernie yeah well I, I will tell you this though and i know this to be a fact because i've been around long enough to know that this is a fact when they want results they'll go where they know they're going to get results so if you're right. going to do a poll and you want bernie to win you'll head to every university in america that's where they go and poll people at the colleges because they love bernie in the colleges because they got nothing right. to lose right Right, so and then you I also just have wish... a lot of people who are just thinking, you know, that whole hashtag of, like, vote blue no matter who. So yeah, if they see yeah. that Bernie is now taking the lead, they're just going to start supporting him because, I, I mean, here's, here's my thing, and I've been saying this for the last two weeks uh, to a couple of my friends when we've been talking about the election. I, the Democrats had four years to get their act together, and this is, right. like, the hodgepodge of people that they come up with. It's amazing to me what a mess it is. And um, to add confusion in California, AB5, which was a Democratic law that passed that basically wipes out freelancers, is causing total chaos in yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of jobs, including my, both me and my husband as well. Um, but also it is um, forcing a lot of people who might not necessarily um, ever vote Republican to realize that we need a mm-hmm. balance of power in this state and a lot of people are going to probably be voting for Republicans where they haven't probably in two decades. Really? Yeah. Really? I, I yeah. didn't realize that at all. Yeah. You do you need balance. That, if you if do. anyone's on Twitter, hit the AB5 hashtag, you will see the devastating stories. I mean, a lot of people are, they're calling it Cal Exit too. They're saying a lot of people are going to be um, looking at moving out of the state. And I will say 
that we are considering it as well, which is a big, big really? thing to think about. Mm-hmm. You, you know, but isn't that where your business is? That's where your livelihood is. It is, but I can actually, I mean, I can actually work out of state and work it for other entertainment outlets because Atlanta now has oh, okay. a huge entertainment hub. You know what I mean? Like there's different... Sure, um, sure. Netflix is building a huge studio out in New Mexico. I just had friends that moved to New Mexico for this exact reason. So mm. it's amazing. And and the thing is, too, is that a lot of us freelance as writers, we can't do any more than 35 articles or submissions um, per media outlet now. We're capped because of this law. <laughs> so if I move out of state, I can still work with all of these outlets and be able to do 100 uh, submissions for them in a year. Yeah. You know, this is this is not the first time that uh, the Democrats have turned their back on labor. This happened with mm-hmm. Hillary. She says, "I'm going to shut down the coal injury industry," and that's why she really, in essence, lost Pennsylvania and West Virginia Probably, because of, yeah. that's oh, the definitely. cornerstone of that community. I mean, it's just like the auto industry. We're going to change. You know, they they are not they were not union friendly the way they have been for years. I mean, years. You know, you, if you were a union, you voted the, that ticket. You voted a straight ticket. But they've just shot themselves in the foot, so to speak. Well, and what's interesting, too, is that they're trying to unionize everyone out of all of this. And not every industry yeah. can be unionized, although some can. Because this initially was was aimed at Uber and Lyft and Instacart, uh, what is it? Uh, Instacart, I think, and um, Postmates, all of those, where people deserve to have a fair living wage. That is completely understandable. Um, but a lot of, like, a freelance writer doesn't necessarily want to be unionized. So um, that's become, like, a huge issue. There, there, there's a bill on Thursday to try and repeal it, but it's a Republican-backed bill, so it probably won't pass because the majority, of course, is the Democrats. And then they're trying to make fixes because they know it's a mess, but those won't come until January 1st, 2020, 2021. So um, in the meantime, people are just trying to find work anywhere, which is scary. Yeah, I mean, it, the whole thing is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. How this is all, and how things are moving forward. I um, Now, Andy, uh, Melissa, did you know about what Bernie Sanders said about Fidel Castro? No, no. I don't know what this is. He said that Fidel Castro wasn't all bad because he taught people how to read. Mm. But what he doesn't add to that is the reason the literacy program was so important to Castro is so he could lay out his doctrine and they could read it and understand what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Basically, he wanted to shove his ideas even further down their throat by teaching them how to read. Yeah. But somehow gain. Bernie misses that. Yep. Secondary gain. Yeah, so I don't, I don't understand how he missed that, but I don't know that you... Well, first of all, he just lost Florida. I can guarantee he's not going to win Florida because mm-hmm. the Cubans in Florida are not going to vote for him. There is no way. So I don't know what to tell you with this whole thing. I just, I, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I just, I don't get it. Yeah, and and, um, and this, and really, the lesson to be learned from this is that if you have hatred, it's a very destructive thing. And the and the Democratic <clears throat> Party focused on their hatred of Trump rather than on a love for a candidate that might be really reasonable and help America. Period. Right. And they right. could have come up with somebody who's a qualified person. Uh, yeah. So you don't think Bloomberg's got a shot? I, not at all. Nope. And, you know, a lot of people oh, you are really complaining. Don't? I don't. Not in California, for sure, at least. Um, a lot of people are complaining. I, I don't get the junk mail because I'm a non-party platform person. But um, I will say that a lot of um, my Democratic friends are getting three and four pieces of mail within a two-day span, phone calls nonstop. And they're just irritated, and it's coming directly from Bloomberg. It's not coming from the other candidates. Well, is is his play? Uh, he's going to do. He's going to pull a Trump because Trump, you know, the cycle before uh, made a bid for the presidency, didn't make it. Then was then made a second bid four years later and mm-hmm. made it. Is that what Bloomberg's doing? He's setting the groundwork for yeah, uh, planning four the seed. Yeah, for the next four that's years, maybe that's what. Entirely it is. possible. I wouldn't rule that out at all. Uh, and. But I don't think he has the momentum for 2020. Yeah. I just don't see it at this point. And there's, you know, and there's, everyone has murky things in their background. But I think for a lot of women, too, hearing about all the NDAs with the sexual harassment cases, for a lot of women, that's a definite no-go. He, he has a physical flaw. 
He's too short. <laughs> is that what it is? Well, there's no, well, well, <laughs> Who's well, too short? Uh, 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 what's it called? Bloomberg. He's too short. Look, he is the, short. Yeah, he's what, the last five, time four. we elected a short president? Been a Carter? long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, everybody's been Carter short. Plus. I didn't know. I think Carter's I didn't know pretty Carter. Short. Is he? I didn't Carter, know I think so. <clears throat> I met him. I don't remember him being particularly tall. Well, Google says he's five ten. Okay. Short. How about Ronald Reagan? He was probably over six feet. Six one. Well. Okay. Six one. <laughs> How about Abraham Lincoln? Six three. Nixon. 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 Uh, Nixon was five eleven. Okay. Five eleven too. Maybe Carter's a good guess. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln is it, was is six it? four. Six four. With okay. without the hat. Yeah, with, with the hat it was seven four. According to the internet, shortest president was James Madison. He was five four. Wow. Long time but ago. But he was also so born, yeah, a million years ago. So I'm, all of the short presidents, with very few exceptions, let's see, the most recent president under 5'10 was, in fact, Jimmy Carter, and he was 5'9 and a half. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't elect short men. That, that's, you don't want to check, uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's it. You don't, there's a certain physical stature, physical appearance that's mm-hmm. required uh, for being a president, and that's just the way our society is now. Right. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, that's how it is. The tallest two presidents, of course, Abraham Lincoln and LBJ, were both 6'4". Wow. So, I mean, wow. that's pretty cool, don't you think? Yeah. LBJ was 6'4". Man. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he was that tall. But but the number one thing about LBJ is what, Kristen and Melissa? Uh, well, Melissa's too young. Well, you're both really too know. young to remember this. <laughs> I was like, this is, I am not. I'm not making this up because I had friends that were there. Apparently, LBJ, unfortunately, his friends are now dead, but LBJ spent a lot of his time talking, and a lot of his time in front of women, men, reporters, whatever, talking about how it was a tough life for him because he had a special order his pants because his penis was so big. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I am not making that up. <laughs> That's right, Milton Berle, the president. That's exactly right. Milton Berle. Uh, Milton Berle. Had one of the greatest Liam lines Nathan. in the history There's of radio. people in the industry that have like these legendary penis sizes. Yeah. yeah That's the, true. Yeah, Bernie Fife. Barney Fife. Oh, my God, we Barney ran Fife. way over. We've, we've run Harrelson. way over already. We sure did. All right, we'll come back. We'll do a 10-minute segment right after this with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XCheck app, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Bop, bop, bop. Let's stay together, Al Green. No, not that Al Green. No. 
Not the one that looks like Wolfman Jack in the Senate. Is he? In the, no, he's in the House. He's not in the Senate. Is it, is it California House? Like Where's Al Green in, in the House? I can't remember. Anyway, I know he gets he gets Google angry. It. That I do know. Oh, that's no, no big deal. Al. Kristen Burt with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Oh, you're gonna uh, and he's gonna do it anyway. Okay. Because I have, have to ask a question of everyone. When Andy's done uh, done with his Google search, he he's going on to be <clears throat> the Google, the representative for the Texas's ninth congressional district. Oh, it's Texas. Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, he's well. He's in the he's in the Texas. Well, he's in the oh, wow. oh, yeah, U.S. He, House of Representatives. I've seen him before, and yeah, he does in fact look like he looks Wolf like Wolfman Man Jack. He does. There's no question about it. There's no getting around it. Um, I have a question for you guys, because this came up. Um, I was asked how I would solve the the healthcare problem, and I also also asked how I would solve the homelessness problem. Okay, so the healthcare problem, I would start uh, by going to all the TV stations um, and the TV networks, not the really TV stations, but the TV networks, and ask them to charge much less for pharmaceutical commercials on their news, because the very same people that sit there and talk about how we have to get the health care straightened away run nothing but pharmaceutical ads. Have you noticed that? Yep. Mm, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they own the news. There's no doubt about that. So for you to sit on the news and talk about we have to get health care straightened out, you need to cut your rates so the pharmaceutical companies don't have to spend so much money advertising their products so they can cut their prices uh, by 75%. And uh, that'll be one great way to kick off uh, improving health care for everyone. That's true. Right? And, and uh, is that not true, right? Yeah, it's absolutely true. But to, to the to to the drug companies, to a big pharma's credit, to big pharma's credit, they have color coded mm-hmm. the pills for the layperson. So they, when they go to their doctor, you can just ask them by color, mm-hmm. right? You know, whether it's green, blue, purple. You can also very white easily blue. Google just whatever text is on the pill, and you'll be able to find out what it is. Yeah. Yep. Right. It's easier. And than then ever. the other thing. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, that, that, that wouldn't completely straighten away health care because we still need to get away from the $275 boxes of Kleenex. That'd be good, too. Yeah. What are they called? They're not called Kleenex, though, in hospital. What are they called again? Sanitary tissue? Uh, uh, so they have a special well, name. Well, you can use like, Kleenex. Kleenex is a registered trademark, yeah. so we couldn't use that. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So tissues, but they don't call them tissues. They call them something else, and it's like $8,000 to get a whatever. Um, so basically, it's the amount, the amount of money that healthcare is spending that causes us to have to pay such a high rate for healthcare. Yeah. So we need to look where healthcare is putting all of their money and help them to cut their expenses, whether it's to TV. They, pharmaceutical companies don't advertise on the radio, not at least that I've ever heard. Maybe the, maybe some little things like, I don't know. I mean... Things like I think uh, that blue huh. chew would that be yeah that you need it you need a prescription for that so that's a pharmaceutical yeah. they do advertise on the radio but not many other ones that I know of. Wait a second, what's blue chew? It's Viagra. Blue chew not. is a Viagra basically. It's a gum. I, I don't know. No, no it's a pill. To the litany of, of uh, side effects. <laughs> don't want to listen to on the radio. Yeah, well, that's true. There's a litany of side effects. You're right it about that. It is a combination Luch- of sildenafil and tadalafil. So it's like What's tadalafil. It's like I don't know. It's a racemic mixture like Viagra, but not. I think. I don't know why it's blue and chew. The, what do you? Because you, you chew them. Oh, you chew the yeah, tablets. Yeah, you chew them. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, well, then you yeah, get a, then the you get a quicker absorption. Yep. And then you mm-hmm. know it's so that's that's yep. what people rather than having an injection into the into the penis, this is this gives you a quicker absorption and it gets a higher blood level quicker. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess it's more like a spring than that. I guess <laughs> I guess that's what happens. Okay, so now we we have helped to solve. That's not going to solve healthcare, but it will certainly help if we can drive healthcare's costs down. It's really going to help the patient, wouldn't you agree, Doctor Bash? Yes, and I've said it before. So much of the money that goes into healthcare is going to these hospitals, mm-hmm. and they have uh, no doubt they no are doubt. sucking up money. Uh, you, Christian, you can look around out there in L.A. and every hospital has had a multi-million or multi billion dollar addition usc had built they built three new hospitals you know about three years ago three or four years ago you know the uh, the two new hospitals on the campus and then of course la um la uh, the la hospital county was rebuilt just 
I, I just can't get over that. And that's where that money is. That you know, it's not coming to the docks. Uh, it's, it's mostly going into uh, you know the the big uh, administrative uh, groups that are running these hospitals. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing that I read yesterday, which makes a lot of sense to me, is uh, well, you would know better than anyone. Uh, about how much debt do you think the average doctor starts their career with? Just oh, for schooling. Oh, my God. Probably, I would say 350 oh 350 So, let's see. Uh, how many new doctors per year in the U.S.? <laughs> oh, God. Let's see. Total number of medical school graduates. Because we can do some multiplication and... Uh, Make it 250000 There you go. Say 26,000 new graduates times $250,000... Let's see. I have to add some commas because this number is so big I can't actually read what it says. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's see. That would be uh, $6.5 billion in just school debt per year. Oh, and God. the consumer is who pays that because the doctors have to make a lot of money to pay the debt, which means the hospital yep. has to pay them, which means the hospital charges us. So, you know, yeah, no, another $6.5 right. billion. And what would that be uh, per person? Let's see. Well, two hundred fifty thousand. <clears throat> we did. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're going back. You know that, and and you, you just look at that. Just and if you look, well, look at Northwestern University in Chicago. Northwestern University in Chicago rebuilt six or well, five or six hospitals, tore old ones down, and rebuilt them. I mean, it's, it's just an f- unbelievable amount of money that these these, univer- or these universities and these hospital systems have. And it's all, you know, the, the billing. You know, I've, I've run up two or three, I've rerun across two or three inconsistencies in billing, and you call up, oh, yeah, well, that's just a standard kind of billing. Oh, yeah, we'll take that off the bill right away. But most people don't call. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they just are running these bills through, and there's a lot of gray area in the billing system or in duplication right. of services right. or payment for non-services, which or not paying the wrong fee, a higher fee for a service that really was on. It just, I, I, I. I, I have not. A, I don't have a lot of faith in that system because people, people, both uh, people have learned how to game that insurance system. Oh, so. no doubt about it. That's the whole thing. But but once again, uh, you can go back and point fingers at our our college institutions, our colleges and universities being so damn expensive yeah, yeah. that it's driving the price of everything up. Everything's more expensive because of the price of college. Yep. Yeah, and we're supposed to pick up the we're supposed to pick up that too mm-hmm. now. I don't think so. I mean, these colleges need to suck it up and cut their costs, their 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 charges way back. Mm-hmm. Cut the cost of an education way back because you're destroying a lot of businesses because it's so incredibly expensive to run your uh, you know poison the children's mind classes you know what I'm oh wow yeah well yeah because, uh, <laughs> because they... well it's amazing to me the markup in tuition and i graduated still less than 20 years ago and the markup in tuition right. is ridiculous yeah it's insane and then they ask us to pick up the tab for it it's like no i'm not picking up the tab because so you can make a million dollars a year to teach a political science class are you nuts when, uh, I went. I went to medical school at the University of Utah. I, have, I was an in-state resident because I worked mm-hmm. for the university for a year. My total mm-hmm. tuition for medical school, four years of medical school, out the door, fifty thousand mile guarantee, was eighteen hundred dollars total. Wow! What? Total. Because That's all was, I should be. There was state subsidies for uh, training physicians, and there, mm-hmm. but it would just not. You know, the hospital ran itself, you know, and the and the docs were teaching me. They had a pretty nice lifestyle. They got along really well. Mm-hmm. No one was starving. The university was nice. They ended up, they have a new hot, one or two new hospitals as well. So there, so mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, this amount of money they're charging, I don't know where it's going, you know. If you have a class of yeah, 100 students and you're charging $20,000 per student, you know, uh, what is it, 100 students, $20,000, that's $20 million you're sucking in every year. I don't know where that's going. Right. Yeah. All right. So you want to hear my solution? That that was my solution, basically. And then and now you've added the element that education needs to be cut way back as far as the expense of it. It's way too expensive. And I don't know that you need to teach some. You need to pay somebody a million bucks a year to teach a political science course. You know, I, it's ridiculous <laughs> to me. Well, it's, it's unbelievable. Really well, 
Even yeah, if, doesn't it? It's hilarious. Even if they do, if they're if you know, I think I think Harvard is, is missing the point. They're supposed to be the leaders in business. They're missing the point. They should change yeah. their model. Yep. Their model should be they should increase the number of online classes. Most of this stuff, except for some laboratory yep. classes, are, can be all yep. virtual. Yep. You know, distance learners can study. They should give it away, and then. Get it back on people who donate because they got a free education. That's basically. I mean, my the place I'm going isn't free, but it's certainly a lot cheaper than any other place that I could find. And right. Yeah. That's right. You know, they've been going strong for quite a long time. They don't need all that money because they're not. Well, I mean, the average Harvard professor makes about two hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, they're not paying their professors two hundred thousand dollars a year because they're just doing it online. Right. So right. that's a huge cost cut down right there. You know, they don't need to uh, have a gigantic 50-acre campus that has how many hundreds of buildings on it. They, don't <laughs> they, re- need... they require tuck pointing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so should we take a break and I'll come back with my, my uh, solution to homelessness in the state yeah. of Minnesota? Sure. We'll take a break. Be right back in two minutes. My solution, and I will write the check right now and send it in if everybody else involved will do it too. All right? So we'll be right back in a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes actually, with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm about to give you my solution to the homelessness problem in Minnesota, and I do believe in almost every state it would work. I have my because checkbook of the population. Out. Okay, okay. Okay, do this uh, math for me, okay, Andy? You ready? Mm hmm. A uh, hundred thousand times two thousand. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you get? Two hundred million. Um, I'm not good at reading numbers yes. that don't have commas in them. Yes. Two hundred million. So yes. Two hundred million. Correct. Okay. So a uh, hundred thousand times two thousand <laughs> is two hundred million dollars. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the reason I, I brought that number up, okay, you know why I brought that number up, Kristen? Why? Because there are 100,000 millionaires in the state of Minnesota. Did you know that? That's a lot. Hmm. A hundred, oh, there are a lot more in New York, California, and Illinois, I'll tell you that. There's a lot more. <laughs> okay, it. so if the 100,000 millionaires in the state of Minnesota each kicked in 2,000 bucks a year, they can afford that, right? So that's $200 million. You know how many homeless people there are in Minnesota? How many? 5,000. Oh, there are 5,000 homeless people <laughs> in the state of Minnesota. Hmm. If you gave them each $40,000, that's a pretty good cash layout 
that's, you know, no taxes, whatever. 40000 bucks each homeless person gets it. Homelessness just ended in the state of Minnesota because of 2000 bucks per millionaire. Yeah, but then people wow. become homeless so they can get $40,000 a year for free. But that's... That's the whole problem. We have got to regulate it. You've got to have a need for the money. You can't just not want to work or pretend to be a drug addict or pretend to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but it, if you want to become a drug addict, squander, it's not hard. You've got to make sure they don't squander the 40000 That That too. If they, have mm-hmm. it, you know, they are getting sober or they are getting the housing. They are getting a job. They're getting the training. All of that needs to be enforced yep. too. Yeah. And that's been, well, th- well, then if you choose to be homeless, then you can be homeless because that's what you want in your life. Mentally mm-hmm. ill pe- people don't want to be homeless. Uh, the drug addicts probably don't want to be homeless. They need a lot of help to get off the drugs. But if you want to be homeless, that's your business. If you're choosing to be homeless, then you don't get a check. Right? I think a lot of people are choosing the drugs, though, and that's why they wind yeah. up homeless. Because even if you go to a shelter, oftentimes you have to be sober in yeah. order to be yes. there. Okay, well, you do have to be sober to be there, but we have to put on our big boy pants and get it taken care of. Drug addiction's a bitch. I mean, Dr. Basham could talk much more clearly about that than I could. But it seems to me all of these huge problems that we have in America are not really huge problems. They're just not. Yeah, they just don't want... It's a few thousand bucks here, a few thousand bucks there. That's all it is. Nobody wants to solve the problem. There's no, an they indus- don't. There's an industry right. of homelessness now. This is an industry. You, you the, are correct. You know, you have the you have the illegal part of it, which is the uh, drugs and then that sort of thing, and then you have the the the, the uh, virtual sig- virtue virtue signalers who use that and say, "Oh, we have this homeless problem. It's a terrible problem. What are we going to do?" They wring their hands and wring their hands, and they don't do anything about it. The only solution well, is to vote for me. Yeah, there he. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. Vote for me, and then oh. I'm going to fix. I'm going to fix this homeless problem. Yep. You know, but I, I, I've said. You know, I think Utah's doing this. If you're homeless, you're no longer homeless. You, they give you apartment. I, what I said in there California, the Central Valley is a big place. There's a lot of places there where set up a big uh, tent community out there. Get the water out there. Take care of people. Feed them. Educate them. And and take care of them out there. You know, so you get them to get them away from uh, areas where, you know, they might be getting drugs, get them out there, get them on appropriate treatments to get them away from drugs, and whether that's counseling, whether that's medications, and then and the people that are, have psychiatric illnesses, follow them and care for them, make sure that they get the appropriate medications or the appropriate care so that they don't get thrown off, confused, and wandering around hurting as victims. I mean, it's, just, it's a horrific thing, and I, I feel no one does anything about it nothing zero they don't they just ring they don't want to do we have homeless yeah well don't you're no longer homeless here's your place out here and it wouldn't cost and i don't think it would cost forty thousand dollars a person to institute that no they wouldn't it wouldn't that's why i went through the extreme number because it wouldn't cost that much per person nope so you give it a bumper you know you give it a little cushion there but you got to remember we have um we have this society of individualism, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, that's why people don't want to do it. People don't want to pay for someone else's fight. Like, they have to do it themselves. Well, you're going to pay for it anyway. No, I know. You're going to pay for it anyway. But what what we're saying here, which I think is awesome, I mean, it's it's a great idea, but it'll never be implemented because people don't want to be told to pay for yeah. someone else. Well, they're implementing it in in Utah, and the reason behind that is that the judicial costs, the policing char- costs, mm-hmm. and the yep. medical costs, the subsequent medical costs, are less if people have a place to stay. That's right. correct. The problem I so have with problems like money. that is that the government can't or won't promise not to make it easy to abuse or... The government yeah, itself abused the funds, you know, that kind of thing. Well, yeah. It's like socialized medicine. If someone's got an illness that, you know, they don't have a choice to have, mm-hmm. you know, I'm fine socializing that kind of thing. But it's like, you know, socializing the person who smokes three packs a day despite the fact that they have COPD. I don't want to pay for that. But no, if I someone, understand. you know, if someone just gets some sort of illness you know, through no fault of their own, then I think that should be but, paid for. But I mean, we already pay for that. Well, Medicare. Yep. Medicare right but there I, is paid Homelessness, for and I'll speak to this from a California perspective, it starts affecting, I mean, you have to worry about crime goes up in your neighborhood yep. if you have, like, a homeless encampment. Mm-hmm. Um, in Los Angeles, we worry a lot of the homeless encampments, encampments have started fires uh, during fire season. 
because they're, you know, they're doing campfires or yep. they're running like hot pots or things like that. So there are mm-hmm. certain things that you do have to start worrying about. You have to worry about your safety. You have to worry about health because there's fecal matter on the sidewalks now. Um, so if you're willing to pay the $2,000 to clean up your neighborhood, your home value is going to go up. Like there's so many cause and effects. Yep, that. yep, yep. So, I mean, that's the whole deal. And basically what I'm saying, and the reason I came up with these two ideas for healthcare and for homelessness is I just don't want to hear that we can't, we've got to do something. Well, then get off your ass and do something mm-hmm. and stop blaming the taxpayer for problems you created. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I should run for president. I'd whip Bernie Sanders' ass and <laughs> ran for president. What do you think of that? You would. So come on over here, Bernie. Do I'll it. kick you right in the nuts. God, honest to God. I, I, I just, we don't have to have these problems. That's what's so frustrating to me. We don't have to have a homelessness problem. We don't have to have a health care problem. And stop blaming the taxpayer. Oh, you didn't, you didn't pay enough. That's a lie. A flat-out lie. You're taking too much, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Maybe we should, you know, on, on some of these debates and everything, you know, uh, Republican, Democrats, if anybody says anything that's that's kind of stupid and doesn't make any sense at all, we should bring back the dope slap where you get, you get slapped it. on the back of the head. You know, yeah. you got, I love it. Yeah, that's what we should do. Bring back the dope slap. Three Stooges-style Works debates. Works for me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I wonder, Andy, could you look up for me and see how many millionaires live in the state of California? Because what do you got now? 40 million people live in the state, right, Kristen? Yes, according to so, probably the last census. <laughs> we're so doing I would guess they're ha- probably big. Uh, I would there, say it's at least 800,000. There's about a million. So 7.7% of households are millionaires there you go. in California. So there's about a million, 10 times more than Minnesota. So basically, uh, look at those numbers, 10 times more than Minnesota. So you could take care of uh, uh, 50,000 homeless people. How many homeless people are there in California? That's a good question. And with the same figures. I don't know. It just, like I said, the only reason I'm throwing this out there, whether it'll be implemented or not, is to point out the taxpayers are not at fault for the homelessness or the medical uh, costs in this country. Uh, we are not the, at fault here. I mean, if you look in Minnesota, there's at least one company here that does almost a trillion dollars in revenue. I know. Or, 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 you <laughs> know, a trillion dollars in revenue every yep. year. And there's more yep. than one of those companies here. And you know, some of those companies are auditing to the nearest million now. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I think you can. You know, they could they could pay a little surcharge. Well, I pay a two and a half percent or one point eight percent surcharge to fund uh, healthcare uh, for uh, indigent now. So you know, why don't you hey, knock it? Put put one point eight percent on all those all those big corporations, all the big corporations here. Boom, so problem solved. And you have money for more education. You want to throw more money at education? Yeah. God, that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing, um, but but I, I, why do you think it is, Kristen? Because you're around the you know a lot of news people as well. Why do you think that the TV news doesn't take on this kind of math? Why don't they just show people on the screen? Here's the graph. Here's why you're not responsible for these people suffering. I know you're being told constantly by politicians that you're causing the suffering of other people by being greedy, by going to the movies and having a, a bu- you know a bucket of popcorn. It's a flat-out lie, and I wish the TV because, would, would do a better job. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say news is struggling in similar ways that newspapers are struggling. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not sexy. You know what I mean? They they used to lead with what's happening locally, but in Los Angeles, mm. you have to lead with, like, the Hollywood news. It's mm. going to be, you know, Harvey Weinstein, Kobe Bryant. Uh, yeah, over the next no, couple I, days, right. I'm thinking, oh, Mission Impossible 7 was shut down in Italy due to coronavirus. Like, those oh, are the right. stories that they lead off with these days because, you know, talking about the homeless problem is probably story number eight or nine. Right. I do understand that. Um, I just, I, well, and I'll tell you another thing. You, this is something else we talked about by coincidence because I didn't know you were going to say that. But... Um, the TV news is in big trouble, and the TV news is in big trouble because advertisers use demographics that don't work for television. 
Nobody under 40 watches television. If you demand an 18 to 49 demo to buy your product, you aren't getting it without them making those numbers up. Those people don't exist. That's why you can't sell commercials anymore, because they make up the numbers. TV should be bought flat out on about a 40 to 80 demo, because that's where all the money is, and that's where all their viewers are, right? I would say 50 to 80 even. Yeah, even 50 I, to 80. Yeah, I don't even know a they lot, got a of, lot of money. olds who are watching TV news or they don't. TV no, in they general. Don't. So basically, it's just another three businesses that can't figure out how business works. We're going to have to have 18 to 24. Well, good luck to you. First of all, they don't well, exist. And second, if they do exist, they don't have any money to buy the products anyway. And Ridiculous. everyone was so far behind the whole internet thing and streaming and, and like, oh, it'll oh, go yeah. away. Yeah. No, it wasn't going away. And it's not going away. And so everyone's no. still trying to scramble. I mean, it's kind of hard to believe even, even though it's a success, but that Disney Plus just came out with the streaming service in 2019. Like, what took them so long? Netflix has been here a long time. Right, right. Yeah. That's a very good point. I do like Disney Plus, though. When Fawny's over too. and Sage is over, it's the greatest. Um, Got Mickey and Minnie. It's all I know. It's all I need. I'm good to go. Uh, I mean, this—the only reason like I, I do these kinds of things is because I, I get sick of hearing that it's it's your fault, it's my fault, it's our fault. No, it's not. It is not even close to our fault. We're doing the right thing. Everybody else is sticking their hand in the jar, getting money out, and they're the ones causing the problem. And, and the, I think I get sick of you're a paycheck away. No. I'm not a paycheck yep. away. Because yeah. if I stop getting, no. stop getting a paycheck and I'm destitute, you know, I'm going to go live with my sister in, in uh, Quartzsite. Correct. Correct. So, Kristen, all we do here on every Tuesday is solve the world's problems like we did today. Yes. <laughs> we did a good <laughs> yes, job. Yes. 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 We did week. a wonderful we, job. We do a great job. I cannot believe you're going to leave California. You are going to leave California. I can tell by the tone in your voice. Oh yeah. You, you can hear it. Where do you think I'll go? Vegas. I don't. I, haven't decided, I think Chicago is where I want to go. Oh, oh Chicago, but Chicago's that got the same tax problems, though. Think that they got the same tax problems as California. I love yeah, Chicago. It's my favorite city in the United States. It is. I, I love, love Chicago. Chicago. I, um, yeah, I do too. And you know, the other thing, too, is uh, we can't make a big move until the PRO Act is a federal. It's already passed the House. So um, it's the national AB5. So, you know, what? if that passes, there's nowhere safe to go. <laughs> no, that's pretty much true. Yeah, you're pretty yeah. pretty much true. Trump has said he All right, young lady. It, but, you know, whatever. Okay, well, here's the situation. All I have to say. Oh, so you're a Trump's buddy oh, now. Here we go. Oh, oh about. Here I, we I, go. I knew it. I knew it. You were here high. Here we you go. Know, you know, that's right. Wolf and sheep. <laughs> I'm not club. a one issue voter. I am not a one issue voter. So we will see what happens come November. <laughs> All right. Excellent job. You sloughed that one off very nicely, yeah. I thought. Her brother's yes. getting to her. I do my research. Don't you worry. Your brother's at home going, I knew she'd come over to my side. <laughs> He's hoping. He's, he's hoping. He's like, come to Florida. Come live with us. <laughs> go live there in Miami. You go. Oh, I love. No, no. You should live in Palm Beach. Absolutely. He just moved from live. Palm Beach to Miami, so that's that's more of his his speed. But we'll see. Oh, he we'll did. See where oh, I, I didn't up. know that. All right, behave, sister. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Bye. Thanks a lot, Kristen Burt. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back part two in a few minutes.